0: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to my podcast on product leadership in 2021. Today, I am joined by uh, Petra Will. Uh, sh- she is an independent product leadership coach and uh, she recently published a book, Strong Product People. And uh, uh, she-, she has been working on uh, helping product teams boost their uh, skill sets and up their gaming since uh, 2013. And uh, uh, she, she is also part of the Mind the Product in Hamburg, Germany. Uh, Petra, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. And uh, thank you very much for that. And uh, all over to you, uh, please tell us a little bit more about you.
1: <laughs> Anup, thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here today. Um, yeah, what should I add to this introduction? You already mentioned most of the things that I'm doing. Um, as you were saying, I'm a product leadership coach. That's what I'm focusing on the last few years. I'm mainly working with product leaders and help them to get yeah, better in what they actually do. And for me, it's always like okay, becoming a better leader in the product sense. So are we building the right thing? Um, how good are the discovery skills of my team? All these kind of things, then how good are our processes in a way that um, yeah, am I helping the people to actually do their job or am I actually putting obstacles in their way? So that is a bit of the work we're doing. Um, And then a lot of the work is obviously focusing on the people development part of the product leader job, because I think this is an aspect that often is neglected. Um, And so that is something that I usually always bring to the coaching sessions. And most of the products um, leads really resonate with the topic and say like yeah you know that's something that i always wanted to invest more time in but i always struggle because where to start it's such a big topic so where to start and that's what i helping them with and after doing this for several years at some point i just thought it's nice to write a book about it and put some of my best practices in the hands of many more people yeah right yeah
0: uh, and it's kind of interesting so um, um when I when I came across your book and it struck me that it's very different not, not many people talk about uh, building this uh, product team and product people uh, development um, what I read mostly is technical aspects of product management you know so your book is very different so just curious like uh, how how you found the value in uh, creating, or writing about uh, people development or having that people focus, not the product focus, but the people focus in the product teams. That's kind of very interesting.
1: Yeah, I think all product managers at some stage in their career realize that it's not so much about their hard skill if they're um, successful or not. It's more about what we call soft skills. And it sounds like skills of lesser value, but they're not just because they're soft it's all this um, emotional intelligence and how good am I in communication and in networking within my company and in bonding with my stakeholders and all these kind of things, right? Um, so I never ever saw a successful product manager without honing some of the skills of this more like soft skill things. Um, but it often takes product people too long to realize that and to really improve and develop these skills. So that's why I think it's so valuable if product leaders um, actually start to look into this because they really can boost the output of their teams as well if they focus a bit more on the soft skill part and on the people development of their job um, and not only focusing, yeah, on... um, yeah, the hard facts and the hard skills. So that's why, why I'm focusing on this topic a lot because it's just like that's where a big lever is. So that's where we have a lot of potential, usually untapped. Um, and that's, yeah, a lot of the coaching I do focus on these topics. And that's why I thought it needs to be part of a book or uh, make a whole book <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think I completely agree with you that product management is mostly about the soft skills and less about the hard skills. Of course, hard skills can um, uh, help you focus on particular segment of product management domain. Uh, but in general, it's a highly collaborative role where you are moving yeah. across all functional areas. And um, uh, uh, it, it needs soft skills. But in in terms of... Uh, um, getting used to i mean uh uh what i mean to say is like how would you say that uh, the product management people or leaders can build these teams uh, so what are the different steps that they can take to to hone these soft skills in, in their team
1: yeah um yeah it, now i'm not maybe not only talking about the soft skills but what i'm writing in the book about is First of all, every product leader should start to create their own compass, or how I call it in the book, their definition of good, because most of the product leaders I meet, if I ask them, hey, how are you? Ex- what are your expectations towards your team, right? So is, is added, uh, it's outspoken um, expectations. So have you ever walked your product managers through this? Okay, look, this is my expectation. That's the personality traits I'm looking for. That's the skills. Um, that's the capabilities I'm looking for. That's the values you hopefully bring to the table and to the team. And that's the value that are valuable to me, for example. So all these kind of things are, is this something you have written down somewhere and really reflected on? And most of the product leaders haven't. In some companies, there are role descriptions. Some companies say like, yeah, 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 we have it. It's in the job descriptions on our website. But that's not what I'm talking about. So this is more the thing of, do you think as a product leader, user interview skills is something each and every product person on your team should be having? Yes or no? It's a pretty easy question. But it's hard for most of the product leads to answer because they never ever made the time to sit down and really reflect on all these aspects. And some years back, I was at the exact same spot. So I totally know the drill. <laughs> um, and it is a lot of work to, to do this initial, what do I expect from a competent product manager? So how do I define a competent product manager? And that's why I created um, my own framework for that. It's even a part of the book. We're touching upon it, but it's like published on my website. It's for free. Everybody can use it. It's called the PM Wheel. Um, and that is a framework for assessing skills um, and in product management. And I strongly encourage leaders, if they fear the blank page, they could use mine, but I strongly encourage them to create their own version of it and really see, um, because not all the things I'm talking about may be uh, something um, that your role or your context or your industry requires. Um, So yeah, but that's something something I always encourage product leaders to do first. So what is your definition of a good product manager? And from there, it's all about make this known to the people you're managing and then help them assessing themselves. So it's not so much about you are assessing all the people on your team and you're telling them how they're doing. It's more like giving them a tool for self-reflection, maybe a tool um, with um, they can go to their QA colleagues or design colleagues, their engineering colleagues, their agile coach colleagues and get some feedback. And how do you, do you see me in my daily work? Do you think that's something I can do well or do I need to learn more about this particular topic? Um, so that is the next step. And then you have an identified yeah, gap here and there. <laughs> um, and then you could create a development plan. And that's something I talk in the book about as well. So how are you creating these development plans? How do you make sure to follow up on these ones in your one-on-ones? Um, how do you actually have more of a coaching session and less of this update one-on-ones that we're usually having with our um, product managers? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good take on, on how, how uh, one should look at uh, the product management. And I, I did read the book and I know the PM Will that you talk, just talked about. And it's kind of an interesting way of looking at the Whole picture of a product management person, you know, uh, kind of figuring out on whether I'm understanding the problem, am I able to find a solution, uh, uh, do, do I need some planning, and yeah, so it's kind of an interesting way of looking the the performance or the development in that PMV, line. yeah, um, and I would definitely encourage the audience to take a look at it uh, since it's available on the website and maybe they can take some inspiration from that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so w- when we talk about the Agile development, you know, um, uh, w- when I was talking to, oops, I-, I talked to a couple of product leaders and one of them kind of mentioned that uh, Agile is in a way uh, misleading in some ways um, because it-, it-, it talks about making frequent changes, testing out those uh, small iterations, and then improvising as you move on. And with that process, um, there is a chance that you lose out on the vision of the product because you're you're making your team involved into small iterations. And the team may lose focus on the broader vision of the product. Uh, What is your uh, understanding on that? What is your experience?
1: Um, Yeah, my take on that is a bit, I think for all of us working in product, we sometimes struggle with some of the agile rules and rituals and all the things we're reading about agile because of um, in the beginning when, a lot of this, for example, the Agile Manifesto was written and all these kinds of things, product was a thing, but not a big one. So it just started to, to grow, it was a small seed. And so it, it is not something that is baked into the DNA of all these agile frameworks, right? So the product owner, so to say, is just a random person who creates a prioritized list of things. But how these things, are coming to this backlog that is not something that most of the agile books are talking a lot about right so the, the product management part of it is largely missing i'd say so that's why we sometimes struggle with the connect between product management as we know it or as we would like to practice it as you were highlighting it with a vision and goals and a north star metric and all the impact we want to make and these kind of things the behavior changes on the user side that we want to see and influence and all these kind of things. But I think if you acknowledge, so first of all, you have to acknowledge that agile and for example, Scrum, it's just not talking a lot about how are how to come up with these meaningful things that you want to put on a backlog, right? So that's a totally, it's just a totally different story. Um, it's a different job and you need both things, I think to not lose sight when you're sailing the boat around on the ocean. So you still need to know where to go Um, and you still need to know why you're going here because otherwise the journey might be long and not so fun. So yeah, I think we need both of these things. I'm totally a fan of agile methodologies. I really strongly believe in iterations and in learning along the way. That is the important thing. I think as a product person said that you keep the flexibility of learning as you go Um, But for sure, you need to know why you're actually making this effort (laughs) and where you're headed to. Um, And that is for sure not something that is written precisely how to do this in all the agile frameworks and methodology books.
0: Yeah, that's true because they mostly focus. I mean, as I said, your book makes it kind of unique is because it doesn't talk about the technicality of the product management, agile management and things like that. It talks more about, how you build your team and uh, make a strong product team uh, for your company and build a culture accordingly um, now uh, if if you are talking about this uh, product vision goals and not letting it kind of diluted with the agile development well, communication is going to play a crucial role in it right uh, in in the current times uh, 2021 where we are kind of still recovering from last year. (laughs) Uh,
1: Germany is still in the middle of everything. We're not recovering.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, Uh, probably 2021 is going to remain so. um, And uh, uh, so it poses its own challenge, right? I mean, uh, all the product companies, uh, they want to have that collaboration as they used to have before COVID. Now teams are not able to share the same whiteboard and it's uh, email communication or they they might use certain tools like Miro, but still it is not same as in-person communication. And in in these uh, situations, the communication becomes a challenge. Um, What is your advice uh, to the product leaders on how they can help uh, their team focus on the broader product vision?
1: So, so far, my experience is not that the people are losing sight of the greater product vision. If there is one, there still are many companies that just don't have one. But if there is one, the problem is not so much that they're losing sight of the greater vision. Um, it, the, 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 the problem, the bigger problem is that, that the team loses some of its yeah, team like spirit, right? Because you're just like sitting at home in your home office. And you're not sure if it's like 10 people on this boat or two, or if it's 10 sailing boats sailing in parallel or, so that is more or less the problem um, that I see. So they're still rather focused on what they want to achieve, but it feels a bit more alone and more like, am I the only person actually wanting to go to this port over there? Or is there anybody coming with me? So I think it is spend a lot more time um, with your employees and peers and colleagues than you normally would and just do a lot of this casual how are you doing um are you currently struggling let me understand why you're struggling um taking it a bit more easy going slower I think that is the that is the key currently so um, everybody needs a bit more room to be a human being not just like a product person (laughs) <laughs> it's always a good thing to have human beings around in your company, I know. Um, but in these days, I think we, we should share some more of our struggles and uh, be more upfront with, hey, I have not finished this just because of, I still know that we want to go there and I still know when we want to do it, but it's it's just a tough time. Um, yeah, and what I see, so a lot of the companies have actually benefited in some sort of form because they have been kind of remote- uh, or at least some team members have always been kind of remote, and now everybody is remote, and that makes things easier um, for some of the teams that I'm yeah kind of working with over the last two or to three years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you put it very interestingly that uh, people want to know that should I go on this boat? Is anyone else coming onto my boat? And yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's really harder to, 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 to form allies, for example. That is that is what teams usually do in a decision-making pro, pro process, right? You, If you would be in the office, you would have the sense of, okay, that's the team A who think we should be going in this direction and that's team B and they think we should go into this direction. So even without talking to each other, you get the sense of how are we currently doing and if we would actually call a vote, what this vote would be by my team. And this is something that is super hard to sense when everybody's remote, sitting in their own offices. So we need to um, yeah, put a bit more effort in talking to each other these days, I'd say. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so um, I, I think that's a good point. And um, in general, uh, what is the advice you give to the product leaders um, who, you uh, want to make a better decisions for their team, for the culture or in general for their customers in, in uh, improving their products? What advice would you give them?
1: Yes, for me, it really is create this definition of good. So what makes a competent product manager in your context? Um, because if you do this once, you could use it for, for the years to come Um, And you can use it for hiring decisions, you could use it for one on one coaching situations for performance reviews. Even to put people on a pip or something like this, if that is necessary right and you could always use. The same framework and that feels so different to your team if they know what your expectations are, and if you really don't only tell them hey you should get better. Um, because then it changes, then you can actually tell them what better could look like. So these are the aspects I think you could get better at. I'm here to help. I will coach you through. Um, and then it's um, kind of helped them to create a little contract with themselves. Um, so what is their development plan? What is the actions um, they should be taking to actually learn something new or to apply, new, a new, uh, apply something to learn new skill, all these kind of things. Um, and that should be not for the sake of learning. It should be really for the sake of bringing your team forward, um, having better product people on your team. Uh, yeah, and that's more or less the one thing that I usually want to highlight when talking about the book and talking to product leads. Yeah, um,
0: I, I completely agree on that. The definition of good it kind of is a very interesting way to look at it and making yourself focused as well uh, as a product leader to, to yeah to, to... and there
1: is a nice there is another nice trick which I call the next bigger challenge so I really like if product leads think about okay what could be the next bigger challenge for each one on my team and sometimes it's just like okay this junior person now could maybe onboard the next junior person or the senior product manager doing this one product well now may want to work on a more strategic product we're having over there. So, but that, that is, that's always a nice question for product leads create a list, write down all the names of the people of your team, and then think about what could be their next bigger challenge. Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Petra, it was wonderful talking to you and uh, definitely appreciate you taking the time for, for this. And I know you must be busy with many projects. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure was uh, all mine. So thanks for inviting me, Anna.
0: Yeah, all right. Thank you so much, Petra.
1: Thank you.